Greetings and salutations and welcome to the Trash Fire of Talk podcast with your host, Skits M. Jones. I am that host, Skits M. Jones. And let's kick off the episode as we always do with a look at recent events and a look at what is to come. Uh, first up, last night I was part of uh, uh, Feels Like the First Time, which is a, a showcase, uh, I think it's like a monthly showcase at Comedy Shrine. It was a 10 p.m. show. Uh, it was uh, myself, Eric Emerson, Tyler Kretz, B. Casper, Ray Wisbrock, uh, plus a guest spot by Bobby Wright, uh, who did the, the 8 p.m. show. I'll get to that in a second. Uh, and host Ronnie Ray, uh, who hosted both of the shows, uh, the 8 p.m. and the 10 p.m. I managed to get done with work early enough to go and see the 8 p.m. show. And, uh, you know, so I, I, I went out, did that. Uh, the 8 p.m. show was fantastic. It, uh, like I said, Ronnie Ray was hosting. Uh, the show was Mitch, who uh, produces the 10 p.m. Uh, Janelle Banks and Bobby Wright. Uh, I was not familiar with uh, uh, Bobby or Janelle, and they were uh, both fantastic. Uh, Mitch, I've seen before. He's done uh, drop-ins and and guest spots and and whatnot. Uh, at Shrine, both at the open mic and occasionally on Game of Microphones. Um, and Ronnie Ray, I've I've seen Ronnie Ray host before, but it had been a minute. The fact that this dude is not nominated for a Burby for Best Host is a crime. That dude works a fucking room. Um, so yeah, 8 p.m. show was fantastic, and then the 10 p.m. show was great. Um, you know, uh, I got to talk with Bobby Wright a little bit afterward. Um, you know, just shoot the shit, uh, real funny cat, um, shout out to Alec Jones, uh, who also came out just to be at the show, um, which I, like, that means the world, I love that fucking dude, uh, we are forever bonded as habanero buddies, um, it was, it was a great show, KB Marion, uh, came out to see the show, um, and, you know, I, I, KB's fantastic, one of my favorite people on the scene. So yeah, it was a really great night. Um, I did uh, 15 minutes, which I was uh, uh, I was under the impression uh, from from prior communications that I was going to be doing 10, and then they bumped me to 15, and uh, that seems to be how it goes when I do 15 minute sets. Like it's it's never a it's never a pre planned. And I was talking to uh, Ray, you know, prior to the the thing. And he was like, yeah, you just go out there and wing it. Right. And I was like, oh, hell no, man. Like when I host, sure. I don't really have a plan when I'm hosting, but if I'm doing a set, like typically I, I rehearse the set. I rehearse for time. I have, you know, an idea of, of, you know, what bits, you know, fit where and what the flow is that I want for my time. Um, so I had prepped for 10 and then going out and doing, doing the 15, it was like, you know what? fuck it. We're just going to see what happens. And I think it went really well. And shout out to, uh, Nelly Bob, uh, who, you know, filmed the whole damn thing. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how that clip turned out. Um, I'm developing this nasty habit of going out in the crowd and talking to people. Uh, you know, cause especially at the, at the shrine, you can see the first row of people cause they've still got the lighting from the stage coming off second row back it's silhouettes you know um 
And so occasionally I'll be, you know, working the crowd, talking to some folks, doing the thing. And, uh, if, if, you know, there's a, if we're connecting, but there's a slight disconnect in, in the communication, I'll go down and talk to a motherfucker. I'll do that shit. Um, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I should, but I, I I'll do it. I don't know. So I did that last night. It was fun. It was a fun show. Um, it, everything felt like it was hitting, you know, I was, I was real proud of that. So yeah, I needed that. I'll get into why in a bit. Um, but I definitely needed that. Let's look at, uh, what's coming up and then we'll get into the the topic. So coming up, um, next Thursday, uh, I will be at the, uh, Oh, did that offend you live comedy show at riddles in Alsip. Uh, that's the, the cats from, uh, the, Oh, did that offend you podcast, which I, I did an episode of some time ago. I've got some other podcasts that are all, uh, recorded, but they're not coming out yet that I've, I've been a guest on other people's podcasts. Uh, I'll talk about them when they're getting released. Cause I don't want, you know, it's, it's weird. Some people like I, I record and release day of, that's just how I do. Um, I know there are other people who record and they bank it. So they have a backlog, excuse me, stuff like that, or they're timing it with the release of stuff. So I, I, I've been busy with some other things too. Um, but I'll talk about those when they, when they drop, but yeah, so I did the, Oh, did that offend you podcast some time ago? Um, that was super fun. And they're doing a live comedy show. Uh, the lineup on this thing is great. It's me, Joe Beasley, Kyle Allen, Alan Ford, Paige Blair, Burt Young is hosting, Marcus Hendricks is headlining. Uh, I've still got some physical tickets for that one. If anyone would care to pick some up from me, hit me up. They're $10 a piece if you want them in person. Uh, so I'll be doing that uh, next Thursday. Next Friday, I'll be at Underground Comedy in Rockford uh, with Oscar Carvajal, uh, Katie Zane, Michael Cooper, and host Marcos. Uh, then Go forward a little bit. I'll be at Flapjack Brewery in Berwyn with uh, Gina Palm, Ricky March, uh, host Mike Stricker. And then uh, November 23rd, Uncouth is back in action out in the suburbs uh, doing the, the metal thing. Uh, it's us, Without Light, and Dead Sun Rising. We're at Metal Monkey Brewing in Romeoville. That's going to be a banger. You should come out to that. Um cool yeah so that's that's the events that's uh that's my november um hoping to maybe put a few more things in there plus you know game of microphones and 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 all that shit uh so i mean i'm keeping busy don't worry um but yeah man it uh i really i needed last night cuz it's been a it's been a roller coaster of a, of a fucking week if i'm if i'm being totally honest i so i know i i talked you know last episode about the Burbies, uh, nominations, which was awesome. That was a, that was, you know, awesome for me getting nominated for all them categories and shit. Um, you know, but then at, at, at the same time, I, I didn't talk about it before cause I, I didn't want to, I didn't know if I should. Um, an old friend of mine, uh, you know, uh, was on, uh, life support following, um, medical, uh, thing that happened. I'm not going to go into a ton of details. It's not, uh, 
it's not my story to tell, you know, like, um, but he, he had a, a medical issue, wound up, um, going, you know, system crash, put on life support and passed, uh, earlier this week. And, um, like that was hard. And, it, and at first it didn't really like hit me. Um, but then it, I, I, I went to visit and, you know, seeing, seeing him hooked up to all the shit, uh, in the hospital reminded me of, you know, when I went to go see my mom for the last time and she was hooked up to all the shit. So that kind of fucked me up a little bit and gave me, you know, a little bit of flashback to that. And then, you know, beyond that, thinking of all of the things in my life that would be different if this person had not been in my life. The people that I've met through him, the experiences I've had, some of the wild fucking nights that I've had, uh, you know, the concerts we went to. Um, and he and I were never, like, especially close. Like, we... We'd never hung out one-on-one, you know, um, I, I had dated his sister for a while, uh, and, like, I knew him back in junior high, um, I, I had, I had done a, a youth mentorship for him, um, when I, he was in junior high, I was just starting college, and I was doing, like, a, a thing where you went back, you know, to junior highs and, and mentored kids and, and shit like that, and, Um, when I went, he and his sister had different last names. So when I got the name that I was being assigned to, uh, I didn't put it together that, that this was, you know, my, my friend's little brother. Um, and then, you know, wound up getting there and I was like, Hey, is this weird for you? And he was like, nah. And we were like, all right, fuck it. We're going to do it then. And just did the mentorship thing, even though we already kind of knew each other. And that was maybe a conflict of interest, but it was fine. Um, you know, and then fast forward, like, you know, however many years and we'd, we'd hang out as adults and, you know, be at, be at the bar together. And, you know, I've, I've known, uh, girlfriends he's had and and other friends he's had, and we've all hung out together and partied. And back in my drinking days, we'd all get drunk together. And, you know, I, I've met, some of the people who have been closest to me through some of those, some of those nights and some of those experiences and shit. And just thinking of all the things that would be different if he'd never been in my life makes it that much harder to know that he's gone. And I, like, I hadn't seen him in, in a few years, you know, um, shit, his sister who, you know, I, I used to date and then we became friends. Like we've been some, you know, she's, she's been one of the tightest people in my life and closest in my life. And I haven't seen her barring visiting the hospital in forever. Um, and I think, you know, that, that just happened. You, you get older, you get busy, your lifestyles change. Like she's got kids and stuff now. And I'm, still a fuck up trying to like be a successful performer like lives change and you lose 
track of each other and you don't hang out as much. Um, but then looking at, again, how much so many things that happened in my life were shaped or influenced due to my relationship uh, to this dude. Like, um, it kind of fucked me up a little bit. It, uh, uh, I was, I was, you know, I'm still bummed about it. It's, it's unfair, you know, especially cause he's so young. Um, so yeah, so that, that was kind of affecting me this week and being able to, to go and, and have a night like I had last night full of laughs and camaraderie and, you know, some friendships and, uh, you know, otherwise just chatting with people in the scene and, and getting to make a crowd laugh. And before that getting to be part of the crowd and laugh, you know, uh, it was much needed. And I think that's part of what I, what I really love about this whole comedy thing is, you know, I, I've talked about my whole, my whole goal in doing the comedy thing is to just let people feel happy. You know, that, that's why I don't really get terribly political or, or, you know, anything like that. And even when I do touch on political or social topics, I, I try to make it fun and inviting because I, I know what a benefit that's been for me in my life when some shit's going awry, you know, or, or some shit's bumming me out. And so I, yeah, I was just really grateful for last night. Um, yeah, so there you go. Um, I don't, I don't have a ton more to say on the topic. I'm sorry if that was all a little heavy or a little bit of a bummer. Um, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll lighten it up a little bit. Um, Halloween just happened. All the big Halloween parties are this weekend and shit. Um, the few Halloween things that I've done or people I've seen out in costumes or seen posted on social media, um, sharp decline in Harley's and not near as many jokers as I thought I was going to see. Um, but one costume that I've seen pop up uh, a few times and really delighted me is, uh, uh, the, the lead, uh, from the movie Midsommar, um, where she's got like that flower crown and that flowy white dress, that total like hippie cult look. Uh, I've seen a lot of that and that's such a weird pull cause that's such a weird movie. Um, that, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of delighted by that. That, that made me very happy. Um, so there's something, uh, not that I don't still enjoy a good Harley Quinn, uh, costume, uh, when I see one, um, because Harley Quinn's a great, a great character. Aesthetic aside, um, I appreciate the, the character arc that there has been uh, removed from the Joker and moving on to healthier relationships and stuff like that. That's all nice. That's nice stuff for a former murdering, violent, crazy person. Yay, comic books. All right. Um... <laughs> Oh, what a fucked up episode. It's the trash fire of talk. That's why I call it that. Because it's a goddamn... T all right, all right. I'm going to talk on this real quick. I'm going to spill some tea. Um, 
Trash Fire of Talk is something that I took on as a moniker back when I was still doing the pro wrestling thing. And I see that the company that I used to uh, perform uh, as a host and MC and live commentator, etc. for is back after uh, falling apart and they're booking shows for January. That's delightful. I still haven't been paid for the shows that I did up until I left the business. So, I mean, props to anyone on that roster who's out there busting their ass and trying to make something happen. It looks like that show is finally doing the thing that we all fucking said it should do and just be a fun, ridiculous show and not try so hard to be, you know, the best wrestling show because it wasn't going to be that. It was all about the characters and the gimmicks and the fun and the interactions with the crowd. And it looks like they're finally trying to do that. I just hope everyone gets paid this time. So, Kaiju Attack Wrestling, I hope everyone gets paid this time. Because that's part of why I left. I assume part of why it fell apart in the first fucking place. So, no shade on anyone on the roster. I know y'all out there hustling. I see it. Proud of all of you, all the places you're getting booked, all the shows you're doing, character reinventions and successes and shit. People I used to share a locker room with showing up on TV, Impact Wrestling or uh, AEW or NXT or even shit, the main roster of WWE. I'm seeing folks show up and that's awesome. And I, I'm so delighted to see some hometown folk and some folk that I, I enjoyed spending time with doing well for themselves, and hopefully if this business starts running again, they do a better job than they did last time. So there you go. That's that's all of that. Let's move on to recommendations. Uh, first up, music. Um, most recent song, uh, the song Happy by Pink off 2019's Hurts to be Human. Uh, Pink, one of the best performers I've ever seen live. Still to this day, uh, absolutely fucking incredible. An artist I have a great affinity for and one who's marked a, a lot of place in my life with memories from old friends and such, you know, related to uh, what we were talking about earlier. Um, I had taken my time in listening to this album. Uh, I, I actually just listened to it this week, finally. Uh, knowing the Pink tends to cover more personal subject matter, and of late, I've preferred my pop music to be, I don't know, pretty vapid. <laughs> Uh, but this album hits, you know, and this song uh, specifically resonated with me. You know, there's commentary on being unhappy in one's skin or having a fraught relationship with your own body uh, and the issues of mental health and trauma, creating barriers in personal relationships and, and shit like that. Um, there's a lot going on on this song and uh, the whole album is is solid and this song is solid. And so I recommend that. And uh for the, the slightly less new track that I'm recommending, uh, Swerve City by Deftones off 2012's uh, Koino Yokan. Uh, Deftones is another band that I fucking love. I'm almost always in the mood for Deftones. Uh, their incorporation of dreamy instrumental soundscapes, punishing grooves, and outright pit-worthy riffs, plus the magic of Chino's voice, makes them, for me, a near-perfect band. Uh, Koino Yokan, to my understanding, translates as a premonition of love. 
Uh, it's the second uh, album to feature bassist Sergio Vega, following the passing of former bassist Chi Chang. Uh, it features more input from Vega than the previous album, Diamond Eyes. Uh, the album enjoys all of the hallmarks of great Deftones albums, and they're all great. Uh, and it would have fit as a solid successor to White Pony in terms of like sound and aesthetic. Uh, this track kicks it all off with Hallmark Aggression to let you know, even though when you settle into a Deftones album, it's almost like settling into a nice warm bath. You know, it's just comfortable. But don't get too comfy. There's still thrashing to do. And this song fucking thrashes. So Swerve City, banger song. Listen to it. And uh, yeah, moving on, let's uh, pull a tarot card and see what the cards have for us today. Huh. Well, fuck. All right. Um, today I'm pulling from Keely L's Lovely Omens tarot deck. Um, and the card that I have pulled is the death card. And that seems overly on the nose, but... Let's fine. Let's let's roll with that. Um, the death card is about loss, and you know whether it's something that's taken from you or it's something that you've given up. Uh, there is something that is no longer present in your life, and it's okay to mourn that loss. Um, you know, even though in the long run, like some losses are better for you. You know, there's some things you give up that you're you're better without. You know, so like loss is not just a negative thing. Sometimes loss is a, a positive thing. You know, maybe you got sober. Maybe you lost your job. Maybe you cut someone toxic out of your life. Maybe someone died. There's happy losses. There's sad losses. Uh, but regardless, loss tends to come with a period of grease. Uh, not grease, grief. It would be weird if it came with a period of grease, you know, just... Nothing but Sandy and what the fuck's the other character's name? Eh, it doesn't matter. I hated that movie. Grease two bangs, though. <laughs> Not at all true. Um, but change, you know, change is a, t a t it's a tough thing, you know, because it's it's the only constant thing in the world. Change is never ending. Um, but that said, you can still take a pause and you can give yourself time to feel the loss for whatever it is. You know, grief, even if it's a happy change, uh, it, it's still, there's something that was that is no longer, and that requires adjustment. And sometimes grief is just that. It's the adjusting to what the new circumstances happen to be. Um, actually, there's a, a webcomic that you should check out. It's by local comedian Whitney Wasson. It's uh, called Sober Rabbit, and it's kind of all about you know, some of the, the adjustment, the mourning, the changing, the, the things like that, that came of, of getting sober, you know, so it, again, like not all loss is bad. Um, but loss and change, you know, there's, there's the adjustment, there's the mourning period, and you have the right to mourn things, even if they were bad, because they still shaped you. And even in the bad, we usually still find the good, you know, that's why we look back on terrible relationships, but still have, you know, the occasional moments of fondness for whatever. Um, you know, but take heart because when morning is passed and you've grown and you've moved on, 
there will be new good things and new bad things and just new things because that's life and the cycle continues and it never stops and that's just how it goes. Um, so yeah, there's your tarot card, there's your reading for the episode and there's the episode. Uh, if you enjoyed it, you know, hit me up on the social medias at Skits Jones, S-K-I-T-Z-J-O-N-E-S, all one word, on all the social medias. You can also email me, skitsmjones at gmail.com. Uh, or if you have the Anchor app, you know, drop me a voice message, and maybe I'll play it on a future episode. Uh, so that's all the things. I'm off to go kick off my weekend and get into all sorts of fun shenanigans, or just, you know, do laundry and groceries. Or maybe both. We'll see. Um... But that's what I'm up to. You go do what you're up to. And as always, now and for the future, keep that trash fire burning.